Welcome to Parenting Future Focus Kids. Today we are talking with Superintendent Dr. Baca to discuss the last few years and the importance of social-emotional wellness in the Madison School District. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Baca. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. So tell us about how you began your career in public education. How did you become superintendent? Well, I can tell you that I come from a family of educators, and um, but I think what or the, the, the first memory I have of knowing I wanted to be a teacher was as a result of um, my favorite teacher, um, Ms. Sanchez. She was my third grade teacher mm-hmm. back in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I just was inspired by her kindness and her ability to motivate students and, and me to do my very best. And so I, I say that, you know, I began my career by first being a student of public education. So knowing that that's what I wanted to do, um, I even started prior to graduating from high school some courses so that I could graduate early from the university in order to go into teaching. And so um, I started my career as a kindergarten teacher. I was also a middle school teacher. And I think um, I didn't choose to be a superintendent from the Mm get-go. I think that as a teacher, you see that you have a level of influence amongst your uh, classroom and a, a small number of students. And I really felt that I wanted to expand um, that influence beyond just my classroom. I, I wanted to create an environment where all students, regardless of grade level, ability, background, could thrive. And, and it afforded me the opportunity as a principal to then also be able to influence adults, those that impact students directly. Mm-hmm. And so I think just over time, I saw that in various positions of district administration and then as superintendent, I had the ability to do my very best, to give my very best in order to try to make the conditions where students could thrive, um, teachers and, and um, administrators and staff could succeed and where parents could entrust their kids to us, knowing that we were doing our very best to make sure that they weren't only prepared academically, Mm -hmm. but they were prepared socially and emotionally to do their very best in contributing back to um, much that has been given to all of us. And so I think that was pretty much my pathway into it. And choosing to be a superintendent um, uh, really was, was a matter of just wanting to be able to share what had been shared with me from other superintendents who I've admired so much throughout my career. Absolutely. And along those same lines, um, you were talking about the social emotional supports. Um, Since becoming superintendent of the Madison School District, it has been your focus to integrate those supports um, for both students and staff. And what has been implemented in your time here at Madison to help support this important initiative? Sure. And let me first start by saying that um, I think for me, I know the reason why that was such a high priority when coming to Madison is because my prior district, I was a superintendent of um, seven high schools. And I knew the importance of of making sure when students are in high school, uh, the number of stresses and the number of pressures and uh, just the number of things that created an environment for them that um, didn't always make the, allow them to reach their full potential. I knew that it had to start early. 
Mm-hmm. And in order to ensure that students at an early age could have the foundation by which to thrive and have the support, because unless their basic needs, unless their social emotional needs are met, uh, their academic achievements are going to be very limited. Right. And so for me, you know, I was fortunate to come to a district that had a few social workers, but I knew that that needed to be expanded so that every school had a social worker and a counselor. Mm-hmm. And so I'm proud that uh, we were able to increase the number of uh, social workers in each one of our schools, uh, along with counselors in our middle schools. Um, I also knew it was important to have a curriculum that uh, was integrated into uh, our academic curriculum in order to ensure that the teachers had the proper tools by which to address the social well-being of their students. Um, uh, you know, is making sure that we had an employee wellness program because if our students are to be healthy, our staff needs to be healthy, mm-hmm. uh, especially our classroom teachers. And so for me, it was important to make sure that they had the supports in order to um, be able to meet the needs of their kids. And I think in today's world, it's, you know, the stresses we know are there for adults. We know they are there for children. We just know that they are there for everyone. And the more we're able to uh, ensure that we have the proper resources by which to meet the needs of everyone, that's a high priority. And The other thing I'm very proud of is that we've been able to include what used to be called parent universities, but our our Thrive sessions, Mm -hmm. because I know our families are asking those very same questions as to how do I deal with this? How do I deal with that? And so for me, it was important to ensure that we allowed our parents and families to be a part of this initiative. So that what we do in school, they're able to do at home and we open the communication between the school and home so that we work together as we raise our kids. Right. And that two-way communication is so important. And I think that these supports, um, you know, they were they were extremely important then when you started as superintendent here. But we know the last few years have been extremely challenging. None of us, you know, saw this pandemic coming or had a playbook on how to navigate this. Um, But we have this social emotional framework in place. So what are the benefits of having the social emotional supports um, for our students and staff during this time and into the future? Because our world has completely changed. Well, you know, I've, I've said on many different occasions that when we're faced with adversity, when we're faced with difficulties and challenges, a lot is revealed. Our hearts revealed. What we're able to cope with or not cope with is revealed our grit, our determination, um, our level of, of stress, you know, that all gets revealed. And so, yes, I think with these extremely challenging times beyond just the pandemic as well, mm-hmm. um, it is important that we, I'm very, I feel very fortunate that we already had established a social emotional initiative so that it, it was able to meet the, the needs of, of so many in, in this challenging time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we needed to pivot and we needed to adjust, but the basic framework was there. The people, such as our social workers and counselors, were already in place. Um, our staff had already been uh, uh, gone through professional learning 
on resiliency, on grit, on how you lift up students and how you address their needs. And it was very well known in terms of what we were able to have for our staff to be able to address their social and, and, and emotional need as well. And so I just think having that framework to support our students and staff was so key to be able to address and get through and continuing to get through this most difficult time in not just in Madison, but in society as a whole. Right. And I know we've seen some challenges, you know, present themselves in the classroom and, um, you know, with our students and staff, we're all we're all facing these challenges. And how have we been supporting our students and staff through these challenges with this social emotional framework? Well, I think the ways in which we've been addressing it first and foremost is to make it normal to be able to talk and express ourselves and reflect on the challenges we we have. Mm -hmm. I think we've been able to um, support our students and staff by saying, um, look, it's not an individual that is uh, alone in this that everyone goes through these challenging times. Is life a struggle? Yes. The struggle may look different. The struggle Mm -hmm. may be different depending on our background and what we're facing. But I think what is common to all of us is that we struggle. Uh, We struggle through life. We struggle in our families, with our friends and our schools and our places of employment in our world. It's we just that's just uh, human nature, and that's always been the case throughout humanity. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, the supports that we have in place, first and foremost, is just to say, and it's okay because we're going to get through this together. Mm-hmm. And then again, you know, going back to the curriculum we have in place, going back to being able to assess where students are and their needs. You know, prior to this pandemic, and the studies have shown that students were already under stressed. Adults were already under stress. Um, I think when I said it, you know, when we were facing challenges, it, a lot is revealed. I think it just revealed a lot of the stress that we were already under. Right. Of course, it increased it. Um, there were more challenges. But I think, you know, to be able to support our student and staff, it's first the acknowledgement that we all under, are under uh, an enormous amount of stress, uh, a lot of challenges that we're facing, but that we're in it together and we're going to get through it and we're just going to, we're going to be just fine. Right. And I think it's like you said, creating that space to talk about our experiences, to understand and name our emotions and talk about them. I know that's very much involved in our curriculum for our staff and for our students. That's what we focus on. And I think through that, we find our strengths. So. What are some of the strengths we've been able to focus on despite the challenges? Well, and as I said before, it's um, the strengths that we, we have found despite it has been our resiliency mm-hmm. to be able to adapt, to be able to understand, to be able to uh, show empathy, uh, to be able to show grace and forgiveness, to be able to understand that. Um, we can behave in a certain way. It's our choice to behave in a certain way when we're faced with that. Um, I think that despite these challenges, the strength has been that we've really shown that we truly are a community mm-hmm. and that we really do care about ourselves and others. And we understand that um, 
as we all go through this, we need to be at times that person to lift up others and that person who accepts others trying to lift our spirits. And, um, you know, this, just the strength of our community and our care and our empathy, our compassion uh, has been revealed 10 times. And it's been revealed over a long period of time where it's easy in the beginning, but it gets challenging as we start disagreeing on certain aspects of our approach, but understanding that we have something in common. We're trying to raise healthy, productive, productive, and loving children, and and they're our first priority. I know a big concern for our parents um, is learning loss. And I think maybe you could talk a little bit about how the social-emotional supports actually help with that, I've, like you said, it's it's the foundation of of learning. Do you mind talking? Well, here, about? sure. Here's what I would say: is I want to um, approach it from a different point of view, and I want to approach it by saying, "Boy, there is so much opportunity for learning loss that we avoided because we have such excellent teachers who are able to adapt mm-hmm. to under extraordinary circumstances and challenges." So what we lost was the potential to do even more, um, to fulfill even more academic successes and needs and address that. But I would say that I want, I'm, want to emphasize how proud I am that we minimized the learning loss that did take place. And so I think what's important as uh, we have transitioned back into in-person learning and trying to make things as normal as we can, whatever normal might be mm-hmm. <laughs> and whatever we may define it as for our students, um, but also for our families and for our staff. We're, you know, as I've shared with, with our staff, uh, we're not return. We didn't return to the same school and environment and classrooms that we left. And to think that we can, um, ever get that back is is just going to frustrate us even more. What we have to do is just look at the reality of what we have, the opportunity that's there to make sure that we address any learning gaps that took place as a result. Um, we start from saying, here's where each student is and here's where we're going to get them to go. It challenges our teachers to be able to adapt what they've always done so brilliantly, which is high quality instruction. Um, as we make sure that our students feel as though they're still in a safe place, that they're going to be okay, that they have the opportunity um, to express their feelings so that they're able to focus in on what school is all about, Mm -hmm. uh, the academics, um, but as well as learning about others and appreciating others and seeing various points of view through the lens of various different aspects of what children bring with them to the classrooms each and every day. And so, uh, you know, I just think focusing on the social emotional well-being uh, helps our students to thrive even more so than if we weren't addressing that and focusing so- solely on um, academics and, and, and narrowing that gap. Right. And I know that you evaluate all challenges that were facing together using a strengths-based approach, which I know we're teaching our students in the classroom as well. Why is this so important? I think it, it just says that I've always believed that each person has value. They have worth regardless of where they are. 
that they bring with them um, value, they bring with them strengths, they bring with them something that others don't have. Every person has worth. Every student has worth. And let's look at the strengths that they bring rather than their deficits so that we can build upon that. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that regardless of circumstance, I can learn from people that don't have the same background that I have. They have worth, they have value. And that's why I've always stressed that uh, we want our schools and we want our classrooms to be places where students and adults feel as though they belong, not that they have to fit in. Because to fit in means that we conform to whatever is the norm. But a sense of belonging says regardless of who you are, what you are, what you believe, how you behave, you have a sense of worth and you have a sense of belonging. There's a place for you in every single one of our classrooms. And you do that by focusing on the strength and the value that every human has within them and that they can share with others. Absolutely. And I think when you create that sense of a belonging and that safe space, it just lends right to the you know ability to talk about and express your feelings and process everything that's going on so that you can be successful. Speaking of strengths, we talked a lot about strengths there. One of the things that makes Madison strong is that we prioritize collaboration, right? So for our listeners who don't know, Dr. Baca will actually be retiring at the end of the school year. However, I know that he's been collaborating with Dr. Guerin, our new superintendent who will be starting this summer. So Dr. Baca, can you tell us about how this transition is going? Sure. You know, Madison is so fortunate to be having a person come in to be their next superintendent who is so well qualified, who is so dedicated, so personable, so approachable. She really brings that collaborative spirit that Madison is known for. And the transition has been going phenomenally. Um, we talk regularly, we meet regularly. Um, I think that sharing where we are and where we want to go, I think being able to talk about what the priorities are um, and talk about what the needs are, um, that's that's the open communication that we have. You know, uh, my heart goes out to Dr. Garen and trying to continue to the job that she has while she's transi mm -hmm. transitioning to the job that she'll have. Um, but that whole transition time that we are spending together is so collaborative and so positive. It, it's going to just be a, a very smooth transition over to uh, a leadership style that Dr. Guerin fits and complements the Madison way so beautifully. Mm -hmm. While also bringing, you know, we talk about people who have strengths, while also bringing a very strong background especially in curriculum and instruction, to be able to bring that knowledge that she has, to be able to have an outside point of view and different way of, a different way of looking things is so valuable. And so, you know, I just appreciate her so much. And I also appreciate the staff that she's been meeting with on an individual and collective basis that have opened themselves up to, to help her transition into Madison uh, and that for that transition to go smoothly. Um, and so I, I just want to thank all of the staff and parents that have been meeting with Dr. Garen and opening themselves up 
to make sure that she is ready for success. And we know uh, her success is Madison's success and is the success of our Madison community. And it's being done in a very collaborative, open and honest uh, way. And it, it's just been a very a, a great honor of mine to be able to meet such a dynamic person. Well, thank you for sharing that with our listeners, Dr. Baca. I know that the Madison community will miss you, um, but we, we are excited to be left in such good hands with Dr. Guerin. We're excited to start um, working and learning with her. Dr. Baca, is there anything else you'd like to add before I get to the most important question? <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to that most important question. I just want to say that um, Madison has given me so much and, you know, my heart will always be in Madison. I'm going to still be a resident of Madison, mm -hmm. so I'll still be a neighbor. Um, but uh, I just want to take this opportunity to thank our staff, our students, our families, our community, our, our leaders and, and our governing board for being so good to me and so good to my family. I, I truly do appreciate that. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I, as I said before, we are going to miss you, but I know that you will still be an active part of our, our community. And um, I'm sure you'll still be looking forward to the Madison scene that goes out. You'll be reading that of as course. well. So yes. um, you won't be be too far um, and you'll still be a support to the Madison community. So most definitely. I don't want to keep our listeners waiting any longer. The most important question is here. And the real reason why everyone is listening to the podcast right now, what are you going to do with all of your free time? Well, I hope that's not the reason they're listening <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> I would be hope I would hope that it was on all those other topics that recover. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm not one just to be idle. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to give me a, a great opportunity uh, to be able to spend time with family, especially my parents who are aging. Uh, to be able to spend time with them because they have sacrificed so much for me to be able to uh, have had my career and I want to be able to give back to them. It gives me an opportunity to volunteer and to be able to give back to organizations that have been so supportive of not just me, but the students in public education. And so my time is probably going to be I look different, but it's going to be just as busy. That's uh, the only way in which I can function is to make sure that I'm, I'm not just sitting at home yes. <laughs> watching TV. Um, and hopefully I can sneak and travel from here to the, from me, uh, time to time mm -hmm. and to see the world. But mainly it's going to be focused in on my family and being able to volunteer and give back uh, to a community that has given so much to me. Well, that sounds wonderful. And we wish you the best retirement. And we thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. And thank you so much, Nicole. I truly do appreciate your work and the value that you have brought to Madison. Oh, thank, so thank you. Thank you very much. Thank of you. Course. Thank you for listening to Parenting Future Focus Kids. To listen to our latest episodes, visit our website at madisonaz.org slash podcast or search Madison School District on Spotify.